0: The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello there, I'm your host Peter Strachan. Welcome to Stockhead's Rock Young. ADX Energy has just completed a successful exploration program at its Anchoff oil and gas prospect in Upper Austria. Here to bring us up to date with the results so far and the development plans is the company's executive chairman, Ian Chikos. Welcome Ian, you must be very pleased with that result. Can you just start by giving us a short background on the Austrian drilling program that has just completed at Anchoff?
1: Uh, thanks, Peter, and uh, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it uh, w- we we started drilling uh, in uh, mid December, and uh, we we managed to get the well uh, completed. A little bit took a little bit longer than expected. We did have some uh, problems in the well, but look, effectively, we had a primary target uh, for the Eocene and a secondary target for the Uh Both targets came in. The Airsean came in slightly low. Uh, to prognosis, came in around our P90X estimate for reservoir thickness. In addition, we also picked up some shallower sands in the Miocene, uh, which uh, in offset wells have produced quite well. So that was, uh, if you like, an an additional bonus. But uh, importantly, we we went into this program with a a new, uh, if you like, geological and structural interpretation in that part of the basin and we're very happy that basically the structure has come in within five meters of where we expected it to be five meters high which defines a a large relief about 440 meter structure with around uh, uh, 27 square kilometers so on the shore that gives us a lot of scope uh, for additional reserves Uh, and just one thing i will say typically when you you drill you, you tend to drill at the top of a structure because you want to make sure that you intersect something in case you know your your structural interpretation is on the low side, but it's also where you would normally find the sands in a, in a structure to be uh, at their thinnest, and and then you go down dip looking for for deeper sand. So all in all, we're 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 pretty happy with the result.
0: Yeah, I, just following up on that, it, it looks like you've. The well clipped the very top of the structure, so that's good. You you know where the top is, but um, you know it, it had been sort of quite thin at the top. But what does the the result and the the seismic data uh, tell you about the the mapping and the the uh, potential for thicker zones? I mean, I, I think you said in your report that you could drill uh, just a little bit to the north and get eighteen metres of, uh, of the Eocene sediments?
1: Yeah, well, look, uh, the, the sizing of the logs have told us a couple of things. First of all, uh, you know, the, we, the, the structural interpretation is correct, but also uh, there's probably less faulting than we were predicting. And, and that's why producing this well at this location is important because it'll give us a better understanding of the lateral continuity of the Eocene sands. But yeah. based on offset wells uh, to the east, uh, we, we'd expect a thickening of anywhere between 18 metres, sort of about a kilometre away, and uh, at the edge of the structure up to 30 metres. So, so look, obviously that, that would have a very substantial effect on uh, both the reserves and the production rate uh, uh, from the Eocene. On a, on a pre-drill basis, we're expecting that it would take about six wells to produce our... Most likely estimate, and of those wells, we would we expected maybe two or three of those uh, to be uh, to have not uh, basically intersected sufficient Eocene to be producers. So it it is expected that within these structures that you'll get variability of reservoir, uh, but the good thing is we've got plenty of structure to play with, and and we know that offset wells have uh, in to the east have a, a, a substantial thickening of the air so.
0: yeah and the lack of faulting would be good because it means that you you know you could potentially get away with fewer wells if the uh the uh, reservoir is not so compartmentalized but then as you start to suck on it you'll be able to get the pressures and pressure change and that'll determine how big of area you're actually sweeping with each well
1: yeah and and that's where if you like the production testing will be really important it's it's not not so much uh, just uh, you know in terms of of revenues even though uh, the revenues will help uh what what we'll basically get is obviously a, a good understanding of the uh, producibility even though we we expect on a per meter basis that these reservoirs to be quite productive uh they do have you know, porosity is around sixteen, seventeen percent. We'd expect uh, good, good permeability. But more importantly, it's the, it's the pressure response over time to ensure that we we have lateral continuity. So, look, I mean, if we are if we're at the top of the structure and you've got a thickening, then actually this well, if it's accessing more oil down dip, could actually yeah. produce quite well. Yeah.
0: So we'll we'll get to that in a minute, but let's just dive straight in and, and examine the implications so far for productivity that arise from examining the electric log data that you were just talking about and the information from mud logging while uh, drilling. You say you're getting pretty decent sort of uh, porosity. Are, are you able to say anything about permeability?
1: Yeah, well, we are because I mean, the uh, we're, we're in a basin that's pretty well understood. Uh, so, in terms of the Eocene, scene, uh, it's it's uh, the net pay is usually uh, fairly fairly highly permeable. So, uh, you know, we, we'd we'd expect a well like this to be able to produce somewhere between uh, forty to eighty barrels a day. Uh, obviously, a much thicker section would would pr- produce a lot more. Yeah. Uh, so, the Eocene, scene, uh, it, we, we we we've got quite a bit of confidence in. The Miocene is new. It's fairly laminated, and uh, but we do uh, the the logs do did indicate that we've got good sands uh, stratified within uh, within shales. Uh, So it's basically a a turbidite setting, uh, and we estimate about fourteen meters of net pay within uh, a twenty meter laminated section. So that's the gas at the at eight hundred fifty meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's the shallow gas at around eight hundred meters.
0: Yeah, so, uh, Ian, can you run through the plans for the upcoming flow test activities on, you know, the shallower gas and the deeper oil, and then, uh, you know, how how you're going to uh, produce this product?
1: Yeah, well, initially we'll, we'll uh, test the deeper zone first. the seems so we'll probably we'll test that uh, for long enough to understand uh, the continuity of the reservoirs, and then we'll we would come up and separately test uh, the the shallower gas. And then the the shallower gas, if it produces well, uh, we would probably produce that first uh, because it's much easier to produce. We're we're only about 20 metres away from a gas pipeline. So Ah. effectively all we need to produce the gas is um, uh, metering. Uh, the oil um, th- this oil tends to be fairly low gas oil ratio so it needs uh, needs to be pumped so producing the gas uh, for a period of time first would give us the opportunity to go back for the oil later uh, when we would also have to install electrical systems etc for uh, the production of the oil. So okay. that, that's kind of, but first, uh, testing will be oil first, uh, gas second, and then production would be gas first and then oil next.
0: Do you have any uh, understanding of how big that uh, gas zone is uh, at uh, 800 metres?
1: Yeah, I think we're sort of looking at something in the range of a BCF up to four or five BCF. So, uh, you know, if it's the upper end of the range, given uh, current gas prices, it could be very valuable uh, to us uh, and as well as obviously uh, provide fairly substantial cash flow.
0: Yeah, and I think you've, you've said in your reports that nearby wells in the same sort of Structure have produced about a million cubic feet a day of gas.
1: Yeah, that's correct. I mean, uh, basically, the same kind of logs in, in, uh, in offset wells have produced between one to one and a half million standard cubic feet a day. Mm.
0: And uh, gas prices in Europe currently sort of $30 a gigajoule. But even if you assume you were to get 15 Australian dollars a gigajoule, that's, um, that's $450,000 a month of, uh, of gas flow. Of revenue,
1: oh yeah, no, it's 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 very very substantial. So and look, we've been obviously very uh, interested in where gas prices are going because it it certainly uh, affects our investment strategy. But based on what we've seen, the actual uh, storage of gas is very very low in Europe. So it's very difficult to see how gas prices are going to move or improve significantly in in the short term. So, yeah, yes, we're we're very interested in
0: that. So the cost of linking the gas in is is really small. What's the uh, to get the oil? You'd need uh, to have electrical systems, and there's quite a bit more capital to be spent on uh, on a pump there.
1: Yeah, look, it's probably not, not so much the, the, the capital. It's, it's just the time uh, yeah. to, to install the, the systems. We're very fortunate in that uh, having operations in, in uh, the Vienna Basin, uh, we, we can basically, for a start, we'll, we'll probably be using a workover rig that we're currently utilising in the, in the Vienna Basin. We'll be utilising that here to, to run tubing. But obviously, there's a lot of synergies because we can use existing pump systems, et cetera, that we we already own. So it'll certainly be a benefit in terms of cost.
0: So when do you hope to be be testing these zones, Ian?
1: Uh, Yeah, sort of, I'd say within, say, two to three months. Okay.
0: And then production could happen how many months after that?
1: well yeah that'll probably be more up to the government in terms of issuing a, a production license but you know we're we're hopeful that uh you know we could be in commercial production uh, with a production license uh in within sort of uh sort of 2 to 3 months after testing
0: yeah well i guess they they they're, they're, they're uh, very keen to get more gas over there at the moment because uh vladimir putin's sort of holding western europe hostage in a bit.
1: Yeah, very much so. And it was recently uh, announced by the EU, even though obviously the EU is pushing very hard on renewables, but uh, the, the EU has mandated that gas and nuclear in the short term is going to be necessary as part, yeah. of, the, uh, of, as part of the mix. So, uh, yeah, look, we're, we're really excited about the opportunities for, for gas uh, in, in Austria and, and, and the rest of uh, Central Europe.
0: And will you be able to produce oil and gas through the same well, or you know, or will or could they be later on commingled, or, or actually could you use the gas to lift the oil, um, you know, pump it down and, and help it help it lift the oil out of the, out of the lower zone?
1: Yeah, I mean, you you could, but it's probably going to be inefficient. I think a lot of it will be determined by economics. If, yeah. if the gas produces really well, it's just going to be much more efficient to produce the gas first. Uh, obviously, in, in the longer term, uh, if, if the gas starts to deplete, then we could maybe look at a dual completion or switching to the oil. But I, I think once we get to that stage, it'll be uh, mostly driven by, by economics the, because really the, the, the main, um, if you like, motivation for, for producing the oil is, is is knowledge about the Eocene reservoirs, not, not to say that in the long-term it can't be a good long-term producer, but in terms of short-term cash flow, uh, the gas is, is obviously uh, potentially much more significant. Yeah,
0: and so your, I think your me- 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 mean target there was something like 6.6 million barrels of oil equivalent, and if you've got effectively about 0.6 of that is, is gas... Uh, there might be 6 million barrels of recoverable oil.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, the, the two are very independent uh, because we didn't actually factor the gas into into those, uh, oh. if you like, calculations. So the gas is over and above the oil. When So when we talked about barrels of oil equivalent, we were talking about, you know, solution hmm. gas. so, oh, the, so we, that's... We, yeah. yeah, so we, we still see the oil as, you know, uh, the, the air oil oil uh, potential as still really strong. Uh, at our at our p50 level um, and uh, so but obviously we it will require uh, more money to to go out and drill appraisal and development wells and that's where if you like the, the gas could be really important because you could utilize you know those gas cash flows to to uh, um, to basically uh, provide funds for future drilling.
0: Yeah, six months of cash flow. At that rate, you'd be basically paying for a new well. Now, you've got enough room on that um, drilling pad to drill additional um, appraisal uh, wells. Is that the, the case?
1: Yeah, we, we can drill up to uh, three wells. Obviously, we've utilised one. And um, if, if the shallow gas produces well, we obviously want to keep that well. But then also, you could also use one of those. You could also use the existing well as a sidetrack. But right now, yeah, we'd probably drill another two wells from that location, uh, and then probably a, a, another location. If 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 it all comes good, then we'd probably uh, build another location further to the east.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you so if you get into a, a zone where you've got sort of fifteen to twenty meters of um, of oil, uh, there's no guarantee that you'll necessarily have gas at the shallower levels, and as you deviate, is that the case? Or,
1: yeah, it, it, there. there is, I mean, look, the, the the structural extent of of the gas um, uh, is fairly uh, concentrated uh, within because it's very, very. It's an overthrust region, so uh, within the imbricate, so it's a very high relief structure. So yeah. we don't really benefit by going. At, you know, uh, with an offset well through through the gas. If if it produces really well, we might actually drill another well, just a very shallow well, uh, yeah. targeting the gas. But um, no, the oil would be uh, would be uh, would be standalone. Yeah. And so, for, and from a thicker section, you're saying
0: from this zone, you'd be hopeful of somewhere forty to eighty barrels a day. But from a thicker section, you could get four, you know, two hundred, three hundred. Barrels of oil a day.
1: Oh yeah, some of these Eocene wells have produced at initial rates around seven or eight hundred barrels a day. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, if if we can find that those thicker sands, uh, they're, they're very valuable. Yeah,
0: so uh, that would be a uh, a pretty profitable. Uh, now you've you've got eighty percent of the running from here on in with Exate uh, holding up their twenty uh, percent.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, but X State would have to, to, to stay in the game. They have to uh, basically uh, fund uh, a second well on a two for one basis.
0: Oh, okay. So, oh, well, that's. Um, and uh, when it all comes in, did, it, did the well come in pretty much as budgeted? What, do you, what would you expect for appraisal wells in, in terms of cost?
1: Yeah, it, it came in. Uh, in the end, we probably ran over about uh, just 10% and that was uh, due to some pretty severe hole problems uh, yeah. but typically we we'd expect these wells to to drill it around uh sort of 1.9 to 2 million euros yeah yeah you you just had a bit of sloughing
0: into the uh the hole from the lower sections there
1: yeah no there, there was one uh, there was one um shale section that was uh, very active
0: so. Because these rocks are pretty heavily metamorphosed, and I guess they can be quite um, slippery.
1: Yeah, well, they, yeah, very, if you get very reactive shales, um, then you just basically they're splitting off chunks of, of, and and they're quite often interbedded with uh, you know some uh, pretty large gravels. And so if you start getting the shales giving way, then you know they they're dropping some pretty large lumps of rock into the well, which is, yeah. uh, is not helpful. Ian, ADX is what, producing
0: about 280, 300 barrels of oil a day from its other operations in Austria? That's correct, yes. So that uh, provides ongoing funding as well for development of, uh, of this well, but I guess you'll be really keen to, to get in and get that gas flowing from Anchoff, and that's going to uh, provide a nice little kicker for shareholders.
1: Yeah, no, it will. It's, it's going to be uh, very helpful in terms of adding value. Uh, obviously, it would also mean that we'd have a, a new production license in a, in a, in a new area. Um, and uh, it, it gives us, uh, if you like, a, another, uh, you know, producing area within Austria. So uh, it's, it's very good in terms of cash flow, but it's also very good in terms of our strategic position within the country.
0: So Ian, finally on on news flow, you're saying probably end of February for a well test, yep. and then if all goes well, um, April May for uh, production of
1: gas. Yeah, look, because don't don't forget we'll be doing two tests, so we'll have yep. to test the oil first, sure. Uh, and probably we'll be testing that for a, a week or two, and yep. then we would test the gas. So that would sort of add another uh, sort of month in there for testing. So yep. you'll get news flow, I guess, from the oil and the gas, and then and then we'd be moving to commercial production. I'd say uh, around mid year.
0: Yep, yep. Well, that's fantastic. I guess uh, shareholders would be pretty pleased with that, and the oil price at you know, Brent at uh, eighty seven, eighty eight uh, U.S. dollars a barrel, which in Australian dollar terms is about one hundred and twenty two dollars a barrel, if you can produce gas for a $1 dollar or dollar fifty a gigajoule and sell it for fifteen or you produce oil for thirty dollars a barrel and sell it for one hundred and twenty, that's uh that's a pretty high margin business.
1: Yeah, it is. It's uh yeah, it's it's uh because we're we're very fortunate in that both products are uh, if you like a uh, uh, are very well priced in Austria. Uh the up uh, the uh in, in Upper Austria the, the oils are, are very high value so we we have about an 8% discount to Brent for our oils in the Vienna Basin this would be about a 4% discount to Brent so it's very highly profitable
0: Fantastic well Ian thanks for coming in to talk to Stockhead Rock today and we'll look forward to seeing those production tests coming through in a couple of months and then hopefully oil and gas flowing into the market by the middle of the year.
1: Excellent thanks a lot.